0: Yo yo yo, it's the game time show bro. I'm Keith
1: and I'm Steve
0: and we'll be your bros for the evening. Steve, this is a different podcast for you. A
1: little uh a little lazy man casting. Over here. And
0: you're talking into the butt end of your phone. Is that what I'm trying to yeah, understand? Right
1: up, right up my phone's ass. Nice That's where nice. my voice is going. So we'll see and how I'm sitting here on my couch. You're you're in the studio. I couldn't make it today. But yeah. uh yeah, we'll see how this goes.
0: Yeah, well, maybe we'll this might allow us to do more game time show bros, because we've been a little lazy lately.
1: Yeah, you know, you've been busy, you've brought life into the world. I didn't do much. With your wife? Yeah, it was mostly yeah, Danielle. Well, it was that's mostly Danielle.
0: Well, you know, it's a funny week to start this up again because there's really not a lot going on in gaming. So I figured we can just kind of go through a bunch of games we've been playing and uh, get a couple yeah. uh, other subjects on the table You've if been you busy. will. I have been busy. Um but as is tradition, Steve, I think you're going to have to start out.
1: Oh boy. Well, I've played I've been playing a lot of games um, since the last time we podcasted. Not necessarily lately, but um, Keith, I know you recently played Inside. I did. Thanks. How did you feel about
0: it? Thanks to you, because we're sh- hey. sharing our Xbox uh,
1: downloads. You and I are like gamer married, if that's a term that makes sense. Yeah, where we, we each you know have access to each other's deepest darkest um secrets and purchases
0: it does feel a little dirty so
1: it's you know i got to play a lot of destiny for i don't think i've spent one red cent on destiny over the last year
0: also halo five
1: halo five as well yep and then you know i'm glad i can pay that pay it back to you with a little bit of um some indie games you know i've got a long download history of my own yeah Spanning back to the Xbox 360.
0: Yeah, all those backwards compatible games. Um, yeah. Before Before I talk about answer your question about Inside, uh, I just wanted to say not only did, have you not paid anything for Halo Five, but neither has yep. Tim.
1: The, you, oh wow! Does he also somehow have? Are we a, in a three way marriage?
0: It's a It's a long story, but. Uh, he also uses one of my copies of Halo 5. I have two copies.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So Well. Yeah. I'm glad put him into our into our marriage. Yeah. And we should get started. We should play more Halo this we, coming up. Uh, we
0: should. I'd like to. I got a bunch of the Halo tournament history on our website, so that's getting me more yeah. more jazzed about Halo. But we're talking inside Um, so I have a unique perspective on inside because I actually played it before I played Limbo. Um, Okay. So, so, you know, I had no expectations. I had, um, you know, so that, I think that was good and bad. Um, because it was a little jarring at first, like, you know, it just starts, you kind of go to the yeah, z- the game
1: just sort of starts yeah. and you you can walk left, you can walk right and you can there's an action button and a jump button and i mean that's the game like graphics aside you could play it with a in an n e s controller okay. there's really nothing more complicated than moving and jumping and pressing the action button
0: absolutely um So that was kind of, it was very jarring. You know, there's those weird dudes with flashlights coming after me. And I'm like, who am I? Am I like an alien? Are they like the FBI? What's going on? And it was like, I can't wait to figure out what's going on. Because this is really intriguing. Um, And I played it. And I played it. And I realized, wow, they're not going to give me anything. So I was like. No. So at first I felt pretty disappointed um because of that because i was interested in the world and i was like uh what the fuck's going on here um but then (laughs) i played
1: something similar where he you know i don't want to spoil how it ends but it ends at a very specific moment and trevor was like that's it this this dead thing on the beach that's that's how that's the game yeah so you weren't alone in your um you're kind of what the fuck shrugging when the game ended.
0: Yeah, I mean it was what the fuck shrugging, and then as I like marinated on it, it was. Uh, I kind of grew to appreciate it. I didn't think it was a great ending, uh, but uh-huh. I kind of the the whole mystery of the game grew on me. Um, yeah, so the journey rather than the, yeah.
1: the um, destination.
0: But after playing Limbo, I realized. Uh, Inside gave me like eight hundred times as much story as Limbo did. <laughs> you know, very good point.
1: So Limbo ends where it starts; it's cyclical, and you know that's cool. But there's really nothing else. I don't know. There's a lot of interpretations on Limbo's ending, and we can get to those another day.
0: Yeah, Inside
1: but... is like. uh To me, it was. I think I described it as. A spiritual successor to limbo. It's basically what limbo should play like, you know, eight years later or however long it's been since limbo came out.
0: I heard um I heard someone describe it as if Limbo was on the NES, then this is super limbo.
1: That's a great actually, that's perfect. Yeah. I, I like that. I'm gonna use that when describing it from now on.
0: Yeah, it's super limbo. And I mean never, I never
1: get, you know, limbo sixty four because I don't see how this translates to a three D environment. No.
0: But, it's um and for me, like, I think Inside is better in almost every way. But I, yeah. but I sort of like the aesthetic of Limbo more. Like, I, I like the stripped-down aesthetic because the rest of the game is so stripped-down. Even though Inside yes. is a beautiful game. Um, but, you know, overall, I thought it was a great game. I'm very thankful that you let me play it um what as someone who played limbo first how, how do they yeah. compare in your eyes
1: so i played it's interesting i think it's one thing about these short games is when you can play them in one sitting or in two sittings. it really boils down to um so much of whether or not you enjoy the game boils down to kind of just where you are in life in your mental headspace and whatever and without uh, going too deep here or anything, when I played Limbo, it was like a, like a cold fall day several years ago at this point, like six, seven years ago. Um, so I don't know. I, it, it felt more depressing, if that makes any sense. Whereas when I played through Inside, it was uh, what, like June, early July. I mean, it, it felt I had the summer at hand. Uh, I don't know. It didn't feel nearly as sad and bleak when I played Limbo, and, and or rather Inside. And I think Limbo is the bleaker game of the two. Um, Inside is just kind of more fucked up, and there's, it, it again, without spoiling it, because I know there's people out there listening who haven't played it yet. Um, a, get out there and play it. It's a fantastic game. B, it's sort of more, not necessarily in on the joke, but there are definitely moments in Limbo that were just, or rather, I'm sorry, inside. I keep getting them confused. There are moments in inside that just felt fun. Um, whether that's doing like a sort of a zombie dance party type thing or a um you know, exploration with a submarine, or again, the, the the very ending where the vacuum tube kind of sucks you up through the water and kind of the last ten percent of the game is nothing like the first ninety percent in a in a fun way, I thought. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know, I'm being very vague, but they were different, but you're right. they are exactly—it's—it's it's exactly like you said. It's like Inside is super limbo, in that they are both just games where you kind of walk around with no direction, um, solve some puzzles. They're little puzzle platformers, not really difficult puzzles for the most part, um, and they're—they're they're all about mood and ambiance. I think both games are. It's—I like that sometimes. I like these sort of these two games serve as a good. Um, good argument that games can can be artistic and can have kind of deeper meaning and, and merit, even though I couldn't possibly tell you narratively what the hell was going on in either one of them.
0: But, yeah, I mean, I it, it, to me, like, everything you're saying is true, uh, but I think it would well, all fall apart if the puzzles weren't super fun. And, oh, totally. And, like, because they have such high-quality puzzles, like, all that, you know uh, ambiguity with the story, you know, kind of works for me. I mean, if all it was, was like very little gameplay and this story that doesn't really wrap up in any meaningful way, I'd probably have a different, completely different opinion on it.
1: Yeah. So like to contrast it, I played a game last fall called Deadlight and it's on the Xbox 360. It's just It's a downloadable title. I think it was one of the Games with Gold um, giveaway games last year. And that game sort of had a similar aesthetic to Limbo, where it was very shadow-based and um, kind of silhouettes against the background. But that game just wasn't nearly as fun. It also was less stripped down in its gameplay, like you had an axe and a gun and, and things like that. And there was spoken language, there was a, a narrative throughout it, and it wasn't nearly as um, magical or enjoyable or whatever you want to call it then than either Limbo or Inside were. Um, Inside for me, it's too early to tell what you know where I'll end up at the end of the year with regard to favorite games of the year, but it's, it's definitely a candidate to be on my like, top five list for this year. No question. Oh, yeah.
0: For me as well. I mean, part of that comes from me not playing enough this
1: year. Uh, Oh, same. Totally.
0: (laughs) But, I mean, even the people that play like hundreds of games a year are saying the same thing. I don't know if I would quite give it game of the year, but it's definitely in the conversation.
1: So, another game from 2016 that I played recently um, that's also garnering tons of critical praise is a game called Oxen Free. Have you heard about this game at all?
0: Uh, a little bit. I mean, pretty much everything that I've heard comes from you. Um...
1: Yeah. So I threw a review of it on our on the on the Game Time Bro website about a, a few weeks ago. Check that out. Anyone out there who likes to to read the written word. Um, but Oxen Free for me was. It's hard to describe because there's really not a lot out there like it, which is cool. It's definitely a unique game, and that alone is worth something, I think, in gaming today. But there were—you play as this um, this teenager who is going to this haunted island with their friends. They don't know it's haunted when they're going there, but obviously, once they get there, shit hits the fan, and there's ghosts and static, and it's—I don't know—it's another game with a very cool ambiance. But this one is all about conversation and narrative and character development. Um, throughout the game, really the only choices you can make besides pulling some switches and things of that nature are um, conversation choices. And the game has been described as a teenage conversation simulator, which sounds horrible <laughs> and kind of is, but you... You know, when when someone says something like, "Oh, let's go check that out," you have maybe three options for what to say. You can say, "You know, shut up," or "Yeah, I'm right behind you," or "Yeah, maybe we should do this instead." And kind of the whole—it's interesting. The mechanics just be when you choose to say different things to different people and treat them a certain way. um, The way the rest of the game unfolds kind of reflects that, and you can tell whether or not your main character has. Um, you know whether or not they're fond of the other characters in the game so and it's it's interesting there's there's some puzzles there but they're not hard to solve it's really all about the atmosphere and uh they, they nail the atmosphere with sort of this ghosty radio static type thing
0: so is there any uh do your decisions have any impact on the game beyond just your relationships with uh the rest of the the people
1: yes you can definitely whether or not all five teenagers make it off the island alive may come down to decisions you make um but mostly i think it's just there's this one girl where if you continuously treat her like shit she doesn't make it out alive um i don't know that for
0: sure
1: yeah but you know the way i'm not gonna say she deserves it or anything but you know when you go down a certain road it's 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 Maybe clear she doesn't want your help but again i've played through it once it's a game a lot of people are saying you really should play through two or three times in a row because you can have totally different experiences playing through it that way and i can see that uh there's even an achievement for going through the entire game without saying anything at all which is so strange to me and would just be such a different experience than the one i had when i played it but i don't know I mean, the fact that I haven't gone back to play through it a second time, I think, speaks volumes about, "Mm, I'm good. Okay. I I like Dachshund Free. For me, it's a a good tier or two below inside when it comes to, you know, which games from 2016 will I ultimately remember fondly.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a game that I want to check out, but, like, things like Telltale Games totally kind of they don't really do it for me so i don't know if this is going to be the game for me but it's three hours or whatever so i'm willing to give it a shot
1: it's only three hours or so and i know what you mean about telltale games um i haven't really played a ton of them myself but from what i've heard it's a lot of just picking dialogue options in response to other characters questions to you and actions and it doesn't ultimately mean the game ends up going any differently. Yep. And if that's the case, it's like, so what am I doing? This is a barely interactive story that I'm just kind of watching. Hmm. Um, Oxenfree definitely adds uh, a more diversity to the your ultimate endings, I think, than maybe some of those Telltale games, but um, maybe not, maybe not a ton. Yeah. Another game I played recently and this will be my last one because i know you've you've got you know you've got some games of your own to talk
0: about yeah, i got a few heavy hitters
1: oh and I'm, I'm excited to talk about those i played back in june a game called life is strange have you heard of that one
0: um uh, i've heard it mentioned i don't really know what it
1: is yeah so it's a um it's a game by a little indie developer called don't nod and it was published by Square, I think. So they got you know Square Enix. Um, so it's not telltale in any sense of who developed it, but it's very much of that telltale vein where you go around and, and converse with people, and the things you choose to say affect the outcome of both events later on in the chapter and also events later on in further chapters down the road it's a 5 episode game i call them chapters episodes interchangeably whatever um <clears throat> i i really liked that game it had a lot of flaws as well um and without spoiling it i i will say the way you talk to people and interact with them it seems to affect things so drastically like there's something like hundreds of different decisions you can make that lead to different outcomes within the game which is awesome but the way the game ultimately ends feels very um I guess almost like the butterfly effect that shitty movie with uh Ashton Kutcher hey that movie was better
0: than it had any right to be
1: yeah I I agree I I shouldn't call it shitty I kind of I said it with a smile I I like that movie but You know the way that movie ends so in in Life is Strange you have this power to travel back through time which is kind of cool because you can go back 15 seconds you can pick different dialogue options and when those end up with for instance people getting shot in the neck or you know people getting killed in a train crash you can just sort of rewind and pick a different option for something to do or something to say and there's a completely different outcome. Um, so what's kind of funny is like, you can witness all sorts of different characters get killed. Um, in much lower stakes than that, just kind of get pissed at you. You can like take some guy's beer and just dump it on his head and then he'll end up stabbing you over it and like, okay, let's rewind that and maybe not do that. But it's very, It's a game that allows you to kind of explore every pathway and do all these different options. Um, But there's still some real heavy-hitting stuff within the game and within, I don't know, it, it played really well with the idea that your actions have consequences. And I really was loving the game, kind of up until the ending, which kind of, again, like the Butterfly Effect's ultimate ending, was kind of... Oh, eh, is that how you solved all of this? Is that what you did? Is this This is the end of the game. This feels like this was going to happen regardless of how many other people died along the way, etc. So, I don't know. I don't want to shit on the game. It one of my favorite games I've played this year and it might be right up there also in my top 5 list at the end of the year. But it's it's interesting you bring up um just telltale games because I don't know. I feel like oxenfree's few, f- the fewer uh, the places oxenfree was better than life is strange or few and far between. But one of them was just the diversity of endings you can end up with in oxenfree compared to life is strange or most telltale games.
0: But is that even a but novel? That. Is that even a novel concept anymore?
1: Like, I don't. Th- I don't think so. Which is interesting because, yeah, like. You remember reading like choose your own adventure books? Oh yeah, R.L. Stein. Oh, the Goosebumps choose your own adventures were fantastic. Did you read that um, one
0: with an alligator on the cover?
1: Uh, probably, but I, I'm gonna need more.
0: Um, I don't know. I don't remember. There was Escape
1: from Horrorland was like the first one. I thought where, that was uh, just
0: a regular one.
1: Well, there was the regular one where the family goes to Horrorland, but then the first Choose Your Own Adventure in the Goosebumps series was okay. like you're there and you have to you have to escape and get out somehow. Did, so
0: Did you just cheat on all of them? Cuz I did.
1: Oh, I had I would read them with like three different fingers in different places marking, you know, paths to go backwards within so, my adventures that I went through and make sure, you know, but like they're 150 total pages, these books. So it, like it's not that hard to get every ending.
0: Yeah, but you're like ten. Achievement unlocked.
1: No, I know it's true. But anyway, enough about what I've been playing. Um, all three games I would recommend. They're all very new. They're all downloadable, um, etc. But Keith, what have you been playing lately?
0: Man, like switch
1: roles here. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't usually play the new stuff. I'm usually digging through some old stuff, but uh so the, go ahead.
0: the most recent game I've played since I last podcasted is from nineteen
1: ninety-five. Nice. But I don't okay. want to start Over there. Years ago. I don't want to start yep. there. I wanna
0: start with a game that came out in Japan in nineteen ninety, Super Mario World.
1: Oh I'm talking top fives, that like that might be one of my all time top fives, but
0: yeah, I gotta say, when I that game seems to be one of your favorites. You know, it like the back of your hand, probably better because who knows the back of their hand?
1: Yeah, um, like if I was to ask you how many freckles or moles are on the back of your hand, would you be able to tell me?
0: No, honestly, tell me honestly, like hand, I, wouldn't be able to tell you. I wouldn't even be able to tell you which side actually is the back of my hand. I could, <laughs> I would field arguments for both. You know, I would listen right. to them. Um, but Super Mario World. So, yes, uh, long time listeners of this podcast will remember about a year ago, I asked, you know, four of you to come up with a definitive list of Super <laughs> Nintendo games that I needed to play, uh, to get back to kind of experience what you guys all experienced in your childhood to experience yeah, the Super Nintendo in its purest form.
1: Um... And yeah, flesh out your history with uh, you know, 16-bit consoles.
0: So I I beat a link to the past. Um, awesome. And then I and then I played WWF Royal Rumble for like 15 minutes, and then yeah, that's a quick one. And then I fell back into Destiny. And
1: De- De- a yeah, running theme of the podcast over the last year. Not yeah. so much the last, few months, but like the first year of the podcast. Yeah. So I've
0: pretty much kicked that habit, Um, and I decided to get back into my retro rehab uh, Super Mario World, Um, but I forgot to mention that I actually started Super Mario World way back when, and I got stuck in the Forest of Illusions.
1: Oh, my God. World 5, the Forest of Illusions. Mm -hmm. You're like halfway through the game, a little more than that. You're feeling good. And that fucking forest of illusions comes where every level has at least one secret ending, possibly two. And, um, yeah, yeah. It threw me for a loop back when, how about, uh, how about you, you go ahead and tell us. What yeah.
0: Well, there. so the problem is, so, uh, you know, I, I skate through the first four worlds. I'm like, here's an easy one to check off my list. I've played this yeah. game before. I've never actually beaten it, but I've gotten very far. Um, and, but I also told myself, I'm not using strategy guides. It's cheating. I want to get the full experience. I want to experience it like it's 1991. Um, and then I get stuck at the forest of illusions. Like I get through, I get through the ghost house and I'm like, okay, I got through it. And then I get through another, the the next level. And then that next level goes in, goes to another level so, like, so imagine the forest of illusion, you're starting at the top, and then you beat one level and you go off to our left, Mario's right, right the, into the right ghost the house, goes, yeah. yep, and then you go down a little bit further once you beat the ghost house, and then I beat that level, and that level goes clear across the map to from I think forest of illusions two to forest of illusions four, so right away, that's a bad mm-hmm. sign, and then when I yeah, beat you just snake
1: it through the forest with no yeah yeah. And then when for I linearity.
0: and then when I beat forced Evolutions four, uh, I just get the path right back up to where I started, and I was just like, yep,
1: "Just go loop to loop."
0: This is such a kick in the balls, <laughs> and when that happened, you put the game down for ten months. Yeah, because so games back then did this. They had they extended the length of the game artificially. You know, like they would, you could beat totally. this. You could beat this game, this level, in a certain way, but it won't get you anywhere. Um, and I was frustrated, and I fell back into Destiny. Um, but with my renewed focus recently, I was like, I'm going to power through this. And then I was like, I know I said I didn't want to use guides, but I'm going to, just to get out of Force of Illusions. And then I couldn't even Good find luck. a guide that would help me yeah. get through it.
1: So that surprises me, but... Maybe not because maybe it's just. Well, I mean, who's, who's still writing guides for Super Mario?
0: Well, World, so I it's guess. it's not that there aren't guides for Super Mario World. It's that the guides are broken down by level, but they don't explain to you which levels you need to beat when and how to to advance. Like you can see every level they're not up, unpacking that maze for you. Yeah, exactly. So like, so then I had to go through <sighs> each level and beat it multiple ways and see what would happen. So like, mm-hmm. I beat each level like two or three times. It felt like I finally got out of the Yep. And I mean, it was a frustrating experience, but it reminded me of like why a game like super Mario world is so classic and is still so great today. It's that it's the way that, um, like that the level, like the level design and like the tight controls, um, And the level's designed in a way where you can just, you slowly get a little better each time and you slowly feel a little bit of progress, but you're still dying at that really difficult part. So, you know, it's like, it steadily builds up your excitement and then you're kind of frustrated. But once you get through it and you feel like very accomplished, you you definitely feel like you're better at the game and like, so many levels do that to the point when when you're done beating it, you feel like you're actually really good at the game, but halfway through the game you're you're really not that good at the game,
1: right. and it's I mean, that is that's perfect design where the game is teaching you how to play it by throwing slightly more and more difficult challenges at you. Um, too many games today will just throw you into the middle of some battle or skirmish or level or whatever. And some little voice, whether it's Cortana or Navi or whoever. And I realize those games are like 15 years old, you know, something will pop up and say, Hey, it looks like you're trying to, you know, kill a bad guy. Here's how to do it. Or like, you know, Hey, collect enough of these things to get that thing. And, and just kind of hold your hand throughout the game rather than just trusting that, if like a row of coins is kind of pointing in a certain direction, maybe the player will know to run along there and, and jump into the pit that the coins are pointing down, for instance. I don't know. It's one of those, for me, Super Mario World, um, Mega Man X, Donkey Kong Country, that whole franchise are just, they're perfect games for that kind of learn-as-you-go style of play, where you are garbage at the game when you start out, but that's okay. You're not meant to be any good at it. Half of the fun of playing the game is learning how to play it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, and for that reason, I'm really excited for the games you mentioned and Aladdin and all those, you know, 2d platformers or whatever that were uh, so prevalent on the super Nintendo. Uh, But I mean, it's just so crazy how fun the game is how good the the music is you know like how Mm. just everything about it feels so perfect to me
1: yeah it's it's a great i you know we we probably all overrate things from our childhood but i love and always have loved super mario brothers it's not a perfect game and it's sort of glitchy and weird in some places but even its imperfections Uh, are comforting to me, if that makes sense in in the video game world. Um, That is a game, like you said, that I do know like the back of my hand. Um, It's a game I played when I was like six or seven with my father. It's a game I played with my younger sisters. It's a game I played with neighbors. It's a game I played with cousins. It's just a game you could play with anybody. And holy shit that I love it. But it's I'm I'm glad you loved it too. I mean, yeah, having I mean, played it, yeah. it, and when you got caught in the forest of illusions, I, I'll admit I was like, oh boy, here we go. Keith's Keith's gonna hate this game because he got stuck, and I don't blame him. But you know, he's he's got too many other games to play. He doesn't want to spend the time to finagle his way through this one. He's just gonna he's gonna throw this one on the back burner and call it bullshit and whatever. But it seems like over the last week or two, you you really. You played through those harder worlds and, you know, came out really liking it. So Yeah.
0: So what it was was it was definitely like a palate cleanser for the games I've been playing. And then it really got me in the, you know, 16-bit era mindset and kind of learning to play games slightly differently. So uh, it really set me up for the next game that I just started last night. I almost had another Forest of Illusions type uh, mishap. (laughs) You know, I was about to say, I'm not playing this game again. Uh, th- <laughs> so I'm playing Chrono Trigger right now. Um, you, oh, uh,
1: music to everyone's ears. Yes. Yeah,
0: so many people, for many people, this is their favorite JRPG of all time. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's on everyone's like top few lists for the Super Nintendo. Um, yeah. So when I played it the first time, I was immediately skeptical um it was just at first it felt so obtuse um i couldn't figure out how to save i couldn't figure out where to go i couldn't figure out why chrono's name didn't have an h in it like i couldn't figure anything out Um, that's a
1: great question that i to this day i still don't yeah i mean it's
0: got to be their five character limit right like
1: i think that's totally it keith and i think um well, you'll you'll get there, I'm sure. In your description of the obtuseness of the game,
0: yeah, you know. So, so let me describe you the nightmare <laughs> I had last night. Uh, so I played through the game once, right? So, um, not played through it. I was just right. You know, start, yeah, I you start started off
1: a, a new game.
0: I'm going to this. I'm trying to find this festival, and right mm-hmm. away I get lost. There's literally the festival is like two feet from my house with balloons, but yeah, somehow yeah, is. Somehow, yeah. somehow I don't see it. So then I go all around the map. <laughs> yeah. Then I go into the forest and like, then I start fighting things. Yep. <laughs> I start fighting things and you know, I just keep <laughs> fighting things so that I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then, uh, I, I That's see like that,
1: level one chrono with the wooden sword. Exactly. And then yep, I, okay. and,
0: and then I see that my health is low. So rather than go for attack, I go for items, and then I see in my inventory something called heal. So I use it, and then I Perfect. see and then I see this animation. And I'm like, great, it worked. And then the enemy attacked me, and I died. And I was like, what the fuck? But I was like, <laughs> whatever, that's fine. Um, no big deal. Um, I'll just start off here, and uh, I'll f- right get had through it. You just saved, or so
1: you thought.
0: So I thought. So. Um, and then it just starts the game all over from the beginning. We're having to watch all this dialogue, and I'm like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. And then I reset the game, and it just does it again, and it won't even bring me oh, to God. a menu where I can load my save. So then I did that three or four times, and I realized, oh, I probably have to turn the game off and turn it back on uh, to get to my save, which it no did work. I saw the saves, and then all these saves were from the person who previously owned the game, which I hadn't right. seen the first time around. When I made my initial save, it said all the data was empty. So,
1: so that's weird to me that that happened, but yeah,
0: it's weird. I don't know,
1: but all know, of it is again, kind of 16 bit console era. Like exactly. you're going to get some bugs, which is a shame, but
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: That's a weird one.
0: Um, but, but you've got
1: save statements.
0: Well, I was playing it on my actual super Nintendo Oh. So um, as an aside, Super Mario World. So I have the Retron 5, which will play like five different consoles games, but it has some lag. And I didn't realize that, until, mm-hmm. but I kept playing Super Mario World and fucking up a while ago. So then I decided, you know, I, got, I need to play this right. I need to get an actual Super Nintendo. It saved mm-hmm. the lag, like no lag anymore, but – in awesome. playing on the Super Nintendo, I got rid of the save states, uh, so so I didn't have the save states. So I start Chrono Trigger over again, and this is last night again, and I do the same exact thing, but this time okay. I know where the the festival is, so I start the yes. festival right away. I don't. The millennial fair. Yes, the Millennial fair, and I don't I don't want to waste time with everything that I did the first time. So I just go right to what I need to do, and then, then everything happens, and I get sent where I get sent to start the game back in time. Back in time, and yeah. I, I
1: think, think we can spoil this one. It's from, twenty years old. Yeah,
0: from one thousand AD to six hundred AD. I go back in time.
1: Yeah. Uh not clear to me why it's one thousand AD because if yeah. that's supposed to be the present, whatever. That's another issue. Yeah, you know, let's but, uh,
0: yeah, um, but I'll shelve that one. Yeah, shelve that one. Um, but now I'm back in time. I'm back in the forest. This time I haven't leveled up because I didn't play. I didn't get lost. So these enemies are like doing more damage and then I just die. Mm-hmm. And then I try to use heal again. Cause I'm like, I must've just fucked up last time and I die again and the game starts over again. And I'm like, what the oh, fuck? So I text you and I'm just angry as shit. Like why the fuck did my game not save? Um, and, uh, yeah, I couldn't
1: help you with the game saves, but I, I remember you saying like I used heal and it didn't heal. And I'm just sitting there like, I'm sure there's an explanation for this. I don't even know what it is. So I'm not going to try to tell him what it is. Yeah. So then, but you figured it out. It was tonic.
0: Yeah. So I had two, two potions or whatever in my inventory. One was tonic. One was heal. Obviously tonic heals and heal doesn't do anything. (laughs) It like it heals it 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 undo undoes like spells cast on you ailments.
1: Yeah, so so you'll be at some point in the game you will suffer from poison or from sleep or you know paralysis or all these status ailments to use the, the vernacular, um, and you'll you'll appreciate having heals then. But I I totally understand where you're coming from, where just seeing an item called heal that doesn't actually heal your health is bullshit
0: yeah i mean as, as everyone probably can tell like i don't i've never really played a jrpg <laughs> before so all this weird shit like heal potions not actually healing you took me by yeah. surprise
1: um so the way you can tell you're being healed in any jrpg of the era is when you get hurt little white numbers will appear underneath you Yep. when you when you're healing Little green numbers will appear underneath you. Oh nice. To tell you the, the amount of yeah, yeah. So but again, how would you know that never having played it and not using any sort of walkthrough or strategy guide? Exactly. I mean it's the kind of stuff I think back on as like because I've known this for more than twenty years, it just comes as like obvious to me. And I never once stopped to think, wait, yeah, I guess it would be confusing that heal doesn't heal you in that tonic does so
0: yeah when we were having that text conversation i just responded oh yeah tonic heals you not heal and i said obviously
1: right and then i said you know maybe there was some sort of translation issue where on the japanese game there are two or three characters that perfectly describe the effects of whatever's happening and you know there's no excuse i i know it's it's just a a product of the time, for yeah. lack of a better well, term.
0: Well, whatever. It just it shows my ignorance, but that's fine. Um, but but getting back to my issue is, I played the game three hours now, probably, and I had I Holy had gotten smokes. nowhere or something. Maybe not three hours. Wow. I might have paused it no, a few times. No, but it's
1: super frustrating. Yeah.
0: Um, so I said, "Fuck this game," and then I slept on it. Um, and then I decided, you know what? It's time to break out that retron five
1: again. Absolutely. Because in the game where lag matters, you want to use the Super Nintendo, but in the game where lag does not matter but save states do, you got to use your retro. Yeah.
0: So I went from being super frustrated to playing this morning. I woke up at about four AM and played I don't Jesus. know till like seven thirty. Um and Okay. I had a blast. Like I spent the first hour just grinding. In the forest, mm-hmm. like I did that first playthrough, because I was like, "I'm done yeah. getting owned by these stupid green orbs. I'm gonna be level six before <laughs> I even start playing the game." Um, so that actually, that's made the game more fun for me, uh, and uh-huh. and I finally got to the part in the game where like the story is kind of on, un- like the the inciting incident happens, and like I get yeah. a little more information like i go back into the past to go after this girl that liked me because i ran into her and then gave back her pendant that she lost
1: oh oh marl marl um so Marle. marley if you're kevin
0: yeah i don't know how to say it um we'll go I don't either. M- that's
1: another awesome byproduct of um 16-bit jrpgs is like to this day people will argue about the pronunciations of different Uh, names. Yeah. Oh, frog is not one of them. People call him frog, not Froge. But you know, you want to call him Froge, you call him Froge.
0: So I decided that I wasn't gonna change any of the characters' names uh, Uh because I wanted to be able to talk about it and know the characters. Like I know Luca and Chrono. Um. But with Frog, I added an E to the end because in one of <laughs> our previous podcasts, we joked about how all the names were kind of debatable and that, some, right. you know, it's like, well, Frog or maybe Froge. So my guy's name is Froge. Named Froge. Um, and why not? And Froge is five letters, so it counts. Um, but anyway.
1: The yeah, limit is ridiculous. Yeah. But.
0: I mean, well, we saw that in like MVP Baseball 2004. So,
1: you know. You're right. Yeah, couldn't fit uh,
0: Brendan Donnelly's name. You got rid of yeah. Donnelly all, was yeah. the last
1: name that couldn't fit, so whatever.
0: Yeah, but anyway. Um, so so you've got
1: frog or Froge rather yeah. in your party at this point. So what
0: happened? So basically, I so yeah, I went back in time, and then we found out that Marl is a descendant of the queen. Um, yes, at the time, six hundred A.D. The king was distraught because his wife was missing. And then when um, Marl showed up, he was like, Oh, it's my wife. And we're going to dress her up like a queen and we're going to stop looking for the real queen. Uh, It's weird. It's weird that the husband can't tell them apart, but they stop looking. And then basically, the butterfly effect is that. They stop looking for the queen and the queen actually dies. And because Marl is a descendant of the queen, she disappears. So now, yeah. now the game is about us fixing, you know, basically time traveling and fixing uh, the past. So in the future, this girl I met 15 minutes prior, it still exists. Um, yeah, it's
1: like, it's like the grandfather paradox where if you go back in time, uh, you know, and you're, you're, what back to the future had it where like if if your parents never got together do you even exist you certainly I don't mean, in pictures right <laughs> that that much is true but
0: yeah so honestly overall i today was a much better experience i actually liked grinding to get my guy more powerful i think this is just uh easy enough for me to understand and i'm confident yeah. i'll beat it um yeah
1: Oh yeah. And you're, you're hitting the tip of the iceberg and there's some great stuff in store for you that, you know, I'm looking forward to, uh, to talking about. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, so but, that's kind of what we've been playing.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Steve, I know you have a tight schedule. I think this Yeah, I be... actually,
1: I, I hate to tell you, I got to go like right now. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, it was good but talking was nice to talking. you, Steve. Uh, I'm glad that we could at least talking games with you. Yeah. I'm glad that we could at least, uh, unload the games we've been playing hopefully we can do this more Mm -hmm. regularly uh we we'll talk about some news next time but for now i'm keith
1: and i'm steve bro
0: off (laughs) somebody bring me a mirror